not really that much light on. Like one of them was like, if you were going to die next week, you could do heroin. <laughs> Would you? Hello Generations and welcome to this episode. This is actually part two of our Reflex Cards podcast with guest Amelia. So in this podcast, we are starting straight up and in the business. Amelia will be answering the second part of the question that we left off in, in part one. So that question being, what do you wish people talked more about? So I answered that in part one and Amelia will be answering this in part two. So stay tuned, sit down, relax and listen to some interesting conversations. I feel like people talk about pretty much everything. Mm. But maybe openness is more where we need to go with this rather than talk yeah. about it in general. Talk more about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be more open about it. Yeah, I suppose like, I think there's a bit of a stigma around sort of like getting too deep or speaking mm. like too much about your past or like something like whatever, something that's affected you. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly like in beginnings of relationships. And like, this is like probably definitely not applicable to like all situations, but I definitely think there's, I'm conscious of like when I'm going into a conversation with a new person of not like oversharing. Yeah. Or like saying anything that's gonna like reveal emotions that's gonna make the other person uncomfortable. Right. And so I guess I would say I wish there was less of that and I think it would be easier to get to know people better because I find that you don't really feel like you know someone until you know, you know, about their family and yeah. about their a little bit and kind of, that's kind of what I mark as being the point of where I guess an acquaintance becomes a friend. Yeah, I agree. I was, I was actually thinking about that whole situation like with the TAFE, with my TAFE friends. Like, I, they're, they're my friends. I love them. And then on the other hand, it's like, I, like, I know what these people tell me. I don't know anything beyond that. And that's the same with everyone, really. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like at home for them. I don't know, mm. that, like, what they've been through. Yeah. Which, like, which is fine. But it's, yeah, it, it's defining to see that level of friendship go up when mm. you do know that information. Yeah, and I definitely think like relationships and friendships, friendships, I should say, I don't know. If I, anyway, relationships of mine that have, like I've felt much closer to the person much faster has been when that person's been open. Yeah. I made a really close friend at the end of last year and we literally became good friends in only a few weeks because she just like, told me everything about her life. And then I just told her everything about my life. And then like, suddenly we were friends. Yeah. Whereas like friendships, I can take a year or something to become friends with that person. Mm. But this is something I've also been thinking about recently, having left Perth and like making new friends that don't, haven't known me like when I've been in high school or whatever. Um, Like, 
and this is a question that I don't have an answer to yet, but like, do you think that you'll ever have friends that understand you as well as the friends that you ha have grown up with? Because your friends that you make later in life aren't going to know your family or have met your parents or yeah. this and that. Mm. Um, or they just your... didn't know you as a 15 year old. Mm, like they exactly. didn't, because obviously everyone changes. So they just, they did not meet Amelia or Maddie at 13 mm. or whatever, whatever age. Yeah. So they're seeing this, like this future version of you that's gone through all this stuff and learned so much, mm. but they don't really see the starting point. Yeah. And you can never communicate that all that to someone. Yeah. And I guess like the question is, is it necessary to know all of that about someone to like understand them mm. or can you understand them at this point in their life? Yeah. I feel like that's what, most adult relationships are is like just kind of agreeing to see the person as they are at the time which is, is literally the easiest thing you could do in the situation yeah. take it doesn't take any effort so, to see them as that i wonder if adults have like as strong relationships as younger people have yeah like, like probably my relationships when I was younger are stronger than they are now. Like when you're going to school with people, like you're seeing them every single day, like you're talking to them every single day. Like as you grow older, you just don't have time for that. No. You just don't have time for that. For like six hours or seven hours a day to just be mm. talking to the same people. It's, it doesn't happen. It, yeah, it's unsustainable. Later yeah, on I life, always I wonder, like, cause I don't know, maybe it's because neither of my parents have had like enduring friendships or have any like really close friends mm. that that have been around you know, for very long or that they see often. So I don't, I just kind of, I wonder whether adults have, I guess, boomers, like boomers, do boomers have really close friends? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's very interesting because who your parents are around and if you're seeing them lots as kids growing up as a young adult if your parents have lots of friends then obviously it's going to change your view on friendships and i think it's normal as an adult you know in your 40s or 50s or older to have multiple friends that you see a lot i'm the same my dad doesn't like he's not bringing friends over all the time Mm. He, like he's got long like long-standing friends but they don't come over a lot or anything like that yeah they see them like once a year yeah which is that enough is that enough for our boomers <laughs> <laughs> gotta take care of our boomers <laughs> they're going rogue yeah <laughs> I don't know. I definitely, I don't know. I value friendship so much. Mm. Like, I feel like you can, and this is like, definitely, yeah, this is my opinion that like, for me, I feel like you can never have too many friends. And like, they may not be all like the same closeness or, you know, the same like reciprocal relationship, but um, I definitely value that and I want to, 
carry that through my life, I guess. I think yeah. So I agree. Just having, like, a few people you can count on is mm. so valuable. Because, it, like, relationships, family, like, things can fall apart. Mm. But if you just know that you've got a friend or whatever that is the equivalent of family, like the bond, then I think it's a, like, if nothing else, it's a safety net. Yeah. If everything else, if everything else comes crashing down, like, that's probably a selfish way to look at it, but it's... That makes me think about, like, the hierarchy of relationships. Like, yeah. You have, like, family relationships, romantic relationships, and then, like, platonic relationships. Yeah. And, like, are they all of equal importance? Yeah. And then I think it's different again if you grew up with or without siblings. Mm. Because, yeah. Yeah. Some people are happy having a tight-knit family and they don't find the need to mm. find friends outside of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's probably part of why I value friendships so much because I don't have any siblings, really. Yeah. And I've kind of seen myself as not really a family-oriented person. Yeah. Um... I think, like, I'm, my understanding of that is definitely changing, but still, yeah, I think not having siblings has definitely made me rely on friends more. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a sister, for anyone that doesn't doesn't know, watching, um, and I feel like this past year we've become much closer than before mm. because we're working together and... Yeah. Like, I do find myself relying on her for work and, like, to come home and, like, chat about my day and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely different depending on your circumstances. Yeah, that's interesting that the relationships change from working together. Yeah. Like, because I wonder if that's, like, the joint, having a joint project and a joint passion. Mm. Or just the pure, like, spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Well, like, we rely on each other when we go out for jobs. Like, we both have to be reliable to each other and responsible to each other for the job, for the sake of the job, if nothing else, so that the job gets done mm. well. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So are you enjoying having that, like, being closer with your sister? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's nice that we can talk about more than just family stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, think that is, I think that is good. Mm -hmm. Excuse me? Is somebody down here? I heard someone coming down the stairs. I think they've run off. Okay, so we are going to grab our third card now. All right. The question is, has your life improved since this time last year? This time last year, November last year. That's difficult. It is. 
I've got a lot of things going through in my head first. Do you want me to go first? Sure. I'm, I'm already unpacking the question in my head, but I'm going to firstly, oh, it's actually hard to answer um, on reflex. Mm. <laughs> um, it definitely depends on what you quantify, uh, what you define as improvement mm. in a situation. So there's definitely aspects of my life that have improved and there's a lot of aspects of my life that have definitely not improved. Um, like my abilities and the amount that I've learned in terms of my career and like at uni have definitely improved. Um, like my opportunities have improved in a sense, but not quite there yet due to COVID. Um, uh, but like my mental health has definitely not improved. It's definitely gotten worse, but in a kind of a way, I still don't see that as being actually I've changed my mind about the whole answer because I think like whether or not I'm in a better or worse place now, I feel like I've still progressed and I've grown a lot as a person. And so I would say it has improved. Final answer is I think it has improved overall just because like, like it, would you go back to like, would you go back a year, go back to who you were a year ago? Do I have to go through this year? No, like, I don't know. Like, would you go back? Like, would you just go back and then not know what was going to happen next? Or would you rather be happy with, like, what's happened in the last year? I feel like, I, I feel like I'm happy with what's happened in the last year. But, yeah, it, it, it's really weird because... Obviously, I've learned a lot this year. <clears throat> I started a new course. Mm. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend. Mm. Um, so things have changed, but mm -hmm. like I feel like my opportunities are broader <clears throat> because of this the study I've done. Um, I've started working with Morgan with events and stuff. So. Yeah, again, opportunities, better Your fitness. Your career prospects have definitely improved. <clears throat> yeah, my fitness has definitely gone down. <laughs> this time mm. last year, I was literally the fittest I had been in my life. Maybe, yeah. no, middle of the year last year, fittest in my life. That was nice. <laughs> I took that for granted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think fitness definitely affects happiness. Yeah. You know, overall, like, mental well-being. Mm. Mine's definitely gone way, 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 way down as well. And just having a schedule. Like, I feel like last year, for at least the first eight months, I had a schedule. And, like, I had early TAFE classes. I had early gym classes. I'd come home, do my TAFE work, go to bed, early gym, early TAFE, every day. And now this year, we've had like online and then we were back in class and then gyms were shut, then they were open. And my TAFE classes, three out of my four days are like 10 a.m. or later. And then one of them's 8.30 in the morning. Mm. So I like 
a routine that I can do every day. I don't like one day yeah. being out of whack. Yeah, me too. So, um, definitely need routine. Yeah. And then again, like last year, this time last year, I was coming back from Japan. Yeah. So like, I was having a blast <laughs> mm. this time last year. Yeah, I know. It's funny, but yeah, I want, I guess I wonder when I think of myself a year ago, I was ha- probably happy. I wouldn't, I don't know. Overall, like maybe had better mental well-being than, mm. than now. But I was definitely more naive than I am now. I think this time last year, you were so hopeful. Yeah. Because you knew what was coming. You knew you were moving to Melbourne. You knew you had this idea, like we talked about Mm. in your quarantine blog, in your quarantine podcast, about um, how you had to grieve losing those like dreams or or ideas for Melbourne when you first got there because of quarantine yeah. and COVID. Yeah. Um, so I think this time last year, you were in a place of things are changing and it's great. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm sort of starting to lean towards, I don't think my life has improved in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> but like not across all aspects. Yeah. <clears throat> it really, yeah, I guess really does depend what I value most in terms of improvement. I do value not being naive. I do value knowledge and I do value understanding yourself. Mm. Then again, I feel like being like, you know, ignorant bliss. <laughs> like, don't you reckon like if you didn't know about like the climate crisis and like all the <laughs> yeah. world, like, don't you reckon you'd be happier? <laughs> yeah. That's how some people like to live. Like, yeah, um, and I get that. Yeah, some, literally some cancer patients will be like, I don't want to hear it. I don't know what what the outcome's mm. looking like. Just, just like, help me um, make the most of the rest of my life and I don't want to know about it. And yeah. it's just like, that's fine for some people. Some people don't want to know and some people love to know everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I think, I think I read somewhere about humans like being more stressed than they have ever been and like mental health being at an all time low. And I think it relates to like the internet and having access to all this information. Yes. Like I can like, you know, a hundred years ago, I would only be able to be stressed about what was going on in my immediate surroundings. I wouldn't be able to like kind of live my life and have this like background stress of like all the like the climate crisis and everything that's going on. Like, yeah, have, I feel like probably people were better off. Mm. And everyone's opinions and fake news. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And just nonsense, nonsense news and articles that are just constantly being put out there mm. that don't help anyone. It's not benefiting anything, but it's just there yeah. as material. It's an entertainment thing. We live in a world built for entertainment. Yeah, we need to be constantly entertained and enthused. Mm-hmm. 
which is like crazy for entertainment journal article um journalist articles for design for clicks and for engagement and not for truth not for news not for current affairs (sighs) yeah (laughs) anyway so um we'll round it off what okay so think about you in a year right your future self what is one thing you want to work on that in a year you can say, if I did nothing else, at least I improved myself on this one thing? Oh. I think that I want to value, I want to focus on most in the next year is relationships. And it's something that has been like pretty neglected lacking in my life in the last year from not being able to see any mm. friends or family and not being able to make new friends really and so that's definitely something that I need and something that I wanted to have like when I moved here I was so excited about people coming to visit and like everything that I do and it still happens now and I have to stop myself like I'll be like oh I can't wait to bring this person here mm. and show this um like this person can try this and I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff or I'm literally like oh, I want to buy this wine glass or something for when this person comes over yeah <laughs> like I kind of live my life like that and it's so hard to do that <laughs> with the prospect of any of that happening in the near future and so I'm so excited for that next year basically do what I was supposed to do this year next year mm. yeah <laughs> definitely I think just going off what I've recently encountered, I, in the next year, I want to look back and say that I have dialed back my people pleasing and Mm. stood up for myself more. Yeah, that's good. That's a really good one. Yeah. After that retreat, I've just got a fire in my belly to (laughs) not let that happen again yeah but i i've been hearing a lot of people working on their people pleasing lately i think it's yeah probably a really good thing to work on i'm definitely not i I feel like i definitely like look after myself first Mm. put myself in that category that's a good thing yeah So, Amelia, thank you again for joining me for the third time on OK Boomer. I'm sure it won't be your last. (laughs) Thank you for having me yet again. You are most welcome. And to the listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in next Friday for some more thought-provoking conversations aided by the Reflex Card Game. You can find all episodes from the OK Boomer podcast on the Anchor app. So until then, I'll see you next Friday.